Hey, this is Chris. And this is Casey. And this is Slip Into Something Uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, girls and guys, guys and girls? I don't know why I always do that now. Girls and guys first. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is Chris and Casey. This is Slip Into Something Uncomfortable. And (laughs) we are back with another fun topic. Chris doesn't even know it yet. Yeah, I don't know what's going on at all. This is going to be a surprise to me. All right. So my topic for the night, (laughs) it's the history of the earring. Earring? Yeah. And I know that sounds so monotonous and so stupid, but I was reading up on the history of the earring, like the ear piercing and the earring. And it goes back to like before biblical times. The Exodus story, Aaron commands the Israelites to take off the gold earrings that your wives, sons, and daughters are wearing and bring them to him. And he then fashions them into the golden calf. So that's what I was getting at. Yeah, it was all jewelry. He wanted every like, bring me all the jewelry. Okay. Uh, that's gold. Okay. So while it's unclear when or even if the Exodus took place, scholars trace the writing of the story to post-exile period, which is 538 to 352 BC, though earlier versions can be found in the writings of the 8th century prophets. The bottom line is the earring is very, very old. Earrings up until pretty recently in history have primarily been worn by men up until like the 80s when it turned into a, oh, if you have your left ear pierced, you're gay. If you have your both or no, it is if you have your left, you're bi. If you have both ears, you're gay. Something like that when we were little. I don't know the history of that. That's wow, because I do remember all of that. Like, oh, you got if it's your left, it's this. If you're right, you're, it's this. I didn't even know if having two meant anything. I don't know when or how that part came about, but I do recall hearing that like forever. But yeah. that died down. That definitely wasn't a trend that stuck. It feels like it was like an 80s thing and maybe an early 90s thing, but I feel like it went away again in the, the mid to late 90s. And it's kind of gone away ever since then, thank goodness, because of like gauges yeah. and plugs and stuff like that. Yeah. So throughout history, though, earrings were primarily worn by men, which it's not surprising because you consider the fact that men were the the holders of the wealth of the family. Mm-hmm. So archaeological evidence, it insists that Persian men wore earrings in the city of Persepolis, which was the capital of the Archaemenid Empire, which was 550 to 330 BC. So oh, wow. basically, they have all these burial like the jewelry and stuff that people wore and they have all these like fossils and whatnot with earrings and then they also have paintings and stuff from certain dynasties where there's tomb paintings that also men and women were wearing earrings in the new kingdom era the 19th dynasty in the british museum there are those pictures or those paintings well yeah they were doing i mean you even see that on the uh, walls in egypt right all that Yeah, and it goes into that. It goes into the fact that some archaeologists, I can't even use the word right now, archaeologists (laughs) suggest that earrings may have been worn primarily by children in Egypt because they were commonly found in the tombs of child kings, like Tutankhamun. Well, you know, I know that kings back in those days died early. Yeah. I don't know if, that was because it was like, oh, you're yeah, only the kids, or if it was simply because, well, 
they have them on in their kids because they happen to die at that early age. I think from what I've seen and just what I know, and just also um, my own personal theory, I think that it's been around for a real, real, real long time. And it just adapted to the point to where you're using like jewelry, like gold and, and stones and that kind of thing. I think, like I said, they considered bones and stuff like that jewelry. And then they moved up to the gold and everything else. So I feel it's been, I definitely feel it's been out for a very, very, very long time. And I can definitely believe that it was something that was primarily used by men. However, I think back in the day when they were doing it with bones, it was men and women because you can get bones anywhere. So it wasn't a sign of wealth. That's why usually when you see like the movie Apocalypto, and um, that kind of thing, even though this is Apocalypto, that's way farther. That's back when Spain invaded. The men and women both had on all of that jury. Right. And it uh, the articles that I've been reading, I've been kind of piecing together a couple articles. And it says that basically like the Egyptians, the Roman Empire, the B.C. time before the Bible, besides Egypt, it was all basically men and women. And then Egypt, it's like, no, it's mostly kids. And then there, you start going into times and places where it was mostly slaves. So it basically was either a marking of a slave or it would go through like spurts of parts of history where it was a show of class. So only the upper class would wear them, but then it would turn into this downtrodden slide or whatever that it was only the slaves had them. It was only the lower class had them. So it's just kind of like tattoos. Like it went from, oh, only like the sailors and the misfits had them to like only the wealthy had them, depending on what kind of style it was. So basically the reason that this whole topic intrigued me and piqued my curiosity was because today I was listening to a song and it says something like, I think it was a Taylor Swift song. And it was like something like in the lyric, it had something about, oh, like a nineties trend reborn again or something like that. And then I remember being in the nineties when seventies trends were reborn again. So I just started thinking like, are we so stupid as a society that we only go back like 20, 30 years for these trends? And that's, we just keep reliving that cycle and recycling it. So then it started, I listened about, I don't know, a couple more songs. And then I just started reading about the history of the earring and other wealth status and like facial hair and this and that. So I thought that that's why this would be like a really interesting topic for tonight was the earring. Because it goes into how it talks about, uh, <laughs> I know, this is crazy. And then it goes into, all these articles go into how sailors then started wearing earrings because they wanted to pay for their funerals. So if their bodies washed ashore, they were hoping that the gold earrings that they had in their earlobes would cover their funeral costs. Like sailors or pirates? Both. But it said sailors. It didn't say pirates, but I'm imagining both. Okay. But it's just crazy how pierced ears wasn't really a fashion thing until like the 50s. And then it was only for like really bad people or like misfits of society. Right, right, right. And then like that movie Grease came out where Sandy gets her ears pierced by like the uncouth crowd or whatever. She's a good girl. And then it was kind of seen as, oh, it's okay if good girls get pierced. And now everyone has their ears pierced. Like you get your baby's ears pierced before they're even one as a little girl. Yeah. Which yeah. I know a lot of people have a lot of issues about because they're like, no, don't pierce your baby's ears. Don't dock your dog's tail. Don't get your dog fixed. Blah, 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 blah. 
everybody has their own personal thing with that. My, I, when it comes to girls, I'm completely different than how it is with boys. So I can't say too much on that because I think it's just a bias type of thing anyway. It's your own personal belief. I, for me, the ears piercing as a baby, uh, whatever, kind of so-so about it. I'm kind of would probably be like, well, she don't need to wear earrings. That would probably be my initial reaction to it. Like, it, does she really need to accessorize as a, an infant? And that, you know, like that'd be my whole thought process behind that. And I'll probably just like to just wait until she's a little older. But there's one thing I will say in regards to uh, earrings. And I think at this point, it'll be more so about a uh, certain jury in, in general, piercings in general. Earrings, as you can see, they started off somewhat modest, even though at the very beginning, they were, it was a little crazy because of the type of things they used to put in their ears. But we went from these little stones, little stones to hoops to like, you know, these, this pretty type of situations. And then I want to say um, 90s, it started going into being a bit extra. Like the, what are the things called again? You mentioned it earlier with the big holes in the air. Gauges and plugs. Yeah, yeah. Gauges, the, the plugs. And then you got the, the sharp big old things that go through your ears and then you got the crap that goes through your nose and you just make your ears get bigger and bigger and bigger. You take them out and you got like a humongous fruit loop type of situation for an ear. But that's what like African tribes and stuff do. Yeah, yeah, they do. But see, okay, so that's their culture. That's not American culture. It's so the this is how I on that, this is how I look at it. You have your culture is supposed to it is like something that's ingrained from like forever it's just it's kind of like what you guys did and it was for a reason and it was mostly some of it is uh religious then like i said just cultural a certain status i feel a lot of things that americans do that other people do as culture is more so either a trend or like oh well that looks cool it's different so yeah i know there's plenty of other uh cultures out there that do the same things but i feel it's for a different reason the things that i see when it comes to body art, sometimes it's just extreme. Like even, um, you know, if you went to tattoo, there's cultures out there to where it's like, we get heavy tattoos, you know, but when we see it out here, it's like, yo, that's too much. Cause that's not really, that's not part of our culture. When we got tattoos, it was kind of like one, two, three, four, five here, there. And it was kind of like scattered, but lately it started becoming more popular for like the whole sleeves and, you know, having a whole leg done or a whole back done and this type of thing. And it's not necessarily saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's something that is fairly new to us that I just noticed as far as uh, just like earrings and stuff like that, it got elevated. Yeah. You went up and away, but I don't know. I'm so-so with all that. Obviously, you know, I don't have one tattoo on me because mostly I don't like needles. <laughs> <laughs> and the piercings, I would be fine with two uh, holes in my ear, but I think you have more than two in your ear. Yeah, which ear? <laughs> yeah, I know there's, you can get like a couple of rows at the top. You can get that little small part in your ear done. And then obviously you can get the whole damn thing pretty much highlighted, your whole ear. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty modest still. I just have two on each lobe and then one in each cartilage. And then I have one conch piercing, which hurts like hell. 
It's the pain, most painful piercing I've ever gotten. It's like worse than I used to have my tongue pierced. I used to have my lip pierced. I used to have my belly button pierced. I've gone through pretty much a few of the different piercings, but right. the conch on the ear, that's the most painful. I've gotten it over a year and a half ago and it still hurts to this day to sleep on. Really? Yes. And it's like not infected Ooh. or anything, but it's, I keep trying to close it, but then I'm like, no, I don't want to close it. It costs so much money to like put something in there and put a hole. And then I got like really cute jewelry. So I keep putting new jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like a weird addiction, but it's funny. Cause it's just, I think about all these sailors and all these, I guess, pirates now that you brought that up. I mean, they started the whole tattoo trend and the whole piercing trend. And it's just like, it's so normalized in today's society. I'm wondering if there's anything else that's going to come out that sailors brought to the lands. All it has to do is become a trend and popular. As far as I'm concerned, it was never something that was like dope. When it was looked at as like rebellious, guess yeah. what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, guess what? yeah. It's like when you're a rebellious person, it's like, okay, I look at it this way. You have only have so many options to do things to show that you're rebellious. If more options come on the table, you're going to start taking some stuff that comes to your liking. And I feel some new trends or things that's popping up here and there might be in that rebellious category. Like, all right, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this, 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 and this. You know, it's like a lot of people when they turn a certain age, well, now I'm going to, now I'm going to drink and smoke. Or when they turn a certain age, now I'm going to date everybody or whatever. When you get to a rebellious phase, you usually do everything, do as much as possible that normally you couldn't do because you're right. underage. And some things you're just doing off of principle, like I can do it now, so I'm doing it. You ain't even gotta like it. <laughs> you know, like I've actually been there. <laughs> right, right, same. Like I've met plenty of people, like I don't even like that tattoo. Like this is my first tattoo. I don't know why I got it. I got it when I was 18. I'm like, oh, I know why you got it. Why? Because you were 18. That's why you got it. <laughs> she was like, yo, I can do what I want. So you went and got it. What the frick do you want a sunflower on your wrist for? You don't even like flowers. You know, like, <laughs> even like oh no, <laughs> you're a dude. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, obviously <laughs> you just made a, <laughs> a rash decision. Or like that guy from Catfish that has a tramp stamp. I don't know if you know that show or that movie. Oh my God. I know this show, but I did not know some dude had a tramp stamp. Oh, that guy Neve has a tramp stamp. Oh my gosh. Why? You got to watch the movie Catfish first. I did. I watched it, but I don't remember him having a tramp stamp. And you know, when that movie came out, I thought it was a horror movie. Yeah, me too. Like I thought <laughs> it, I was going to see a horror movie. I had no idea. It was going to be about a dude that was going to see some chick that he thought was hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. the same with me. I thought it was going to be a horror movie. Kind of like the Blair Witch Project. Like, it was just like, that was it? Like, I thought it was yeah. going to be way more. They did do some things with the camera that kind of still throw you in that direction. Like, going to the house and like, oh, who are you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're like, funny, everywhere. You're not my dad's son. They're like, panicking. <laughs> like, uh, now that I think back, I'm like, how dramatic was that? <laughs> <laughs> like you're relaxed, dude. So dramatic. But yeah, he got it. Nave Shulman has a tramp stamp and they always make fun of it. Well, not always, but they make fun of it often enough that the episodes of Catfish that I've I seen. would. <laughs> I definitely would make fun of a male friend that has a tramp stamp. To be honest, and you want that's a perfect example. I hardly 
ever hear about chicks getting tramp stamps anymore. Right. It's a trendy thing. It was a trend. Yeah. It was just a freaking trend. And the fact that chicks still got it after the name was given was surprising to me. Like, after it was kind of like, we were like, oh, we call it a tramp stamp because if you got it, more than likely you're a tramp. And like, still, it was still an onslaught of chicks getting tramp stamps. I don't know if it was like, well, I don't care what you think. It's cute. And like, my homegirl's getting it, so whatever. So could have been like, who gives a damn what you guys think? I, we doing it because, you know, the rest of the girls are doing it and that's that. But I just found it crazy after getting that negative correlation to basically being a hoe. I think that it comes into the whole play of like the whole slut walk that they have. Have you ever heard of that? Oh my God. Don't even get me started on that. It's reclaiming the word. So I just had this revelation recently. I wonder if it's basically like the female version of the way blacks use the N word with the uh instead of the er at the end. Like, I wonder if that's like the way of like, no, we're like going to normalize it and take away its power. That's what I kind of equate it to. Like the whole slut walk, the bitch fest or whatever. The Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I don't make, because any woman can be caught that. So it, it's more, so obviously that's gender based. The only thing, it's not even gender based, to be honest. Any A dude can be called the same thing. They just don't. They're like, you just really don't call a dude a slut. I mean, you can. I'm just saying that if a girl's talking about a guy that freaking dates a lot of chicks, I mean, that has sex with a lot of chicks, she's going to call him like a dog. Mm. Like, oh, he's a dog or he's a player. It's a different word. My thing is this, when it comes to slut, bitch, hoe, whore, whatever, listen, I have no problem with those words. None. And the reason why I have no problem with the words is because if it doesn't apply, let the shit fly. It's supposed to represent a negative quality in an individual. There's words for every type of situation that represents something negative about somebody else in a particular scenario. When it comes to sex, those are the names. When it comes to being a, a greedy person, you are a type of thief or whatever, there's all type of names for that. Violence, whatever may have you. I don't think it should be like, oh, don't call us mean names. It's like, but that's the name for that behavior. That's just that. I'm not going to call you that if you're not. And for me, honestly, I don't, that ain't even a word I use. If you do whole shit, I'll call you a hoe. That's, I guess that's the equivalent to slut, I guess. If there's a walk talking about hoe walk, First of all, it's going to be pimps lined around the corner and they're going to be picking them up. But that's besides the point. <laughs> well, let me stop you right there, actually. Let me save your breath because I just looked it up. I Googled it and I was a little bit wrong. Um, Slut Walk is a transnational movement calling for an end to rape culture, including victim blaming and slut shaming of a, uh, sexual assault victims. Specifically, participants protest against explaining or excusing rape by referring to any aspect of a woman's appearance. So I, I get that it's okay. a whole different thing. I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's, That's the whole fine. thing. So we go back on our comments a little bit. But I mean, just on the, unless you Google it and you actually do your research, which most people aren't going to do, they're just going to see like, oh, there's a slut walk this Saturday at noon. Everyone's going to go down there and be like, what? And then like the whole free the titty. <laughs> like everyone's well, going to be like. Well, see, that's the problem. 
And I'm sorry, uh, listeners, that we kind of pushed away from earrings for a moment. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, there's things that pop up that we need Segway to... happens. <laughs> yeah, we need to address. It's like, okay, as you just said, it's about not blaming the victim, right? And you know what that means. It's like, oh, she deserved it. Look how she's dressed. And then it's like, oh, so, I de- so just because, you know, I might be dressing kind of sexy, you're telling me that I deserve to be raped. And it's not... And first of all, I don't think nobody's saying that. I'm more or less thinking that it's like, well, look, dog, bloods live that way. So don't go over there wearing blue because more than likely you're going to get shot or jumped or you're going to get pressured. You know what I'm saying? Somebody going to push the issue. It's just a higher likelihood of that happening. So like when I was dating and I had to go get a chick that was up in the jungles on Piru, I wouldn't wear no blue. I would just wear some other shit, white, black, something that ain't got nothing to do with the other colors. But on that slut walk is if there are chicks that literally are completely topless. And I think that hurts the movement. Don't say that we deserved it, fam. Now, now you actually are asking for it. If you are literally walking around topless, I don't really know what other type of suggestion you are making in this day and time. If you were way back in the day where it was common to walk around topless, no big deal, just titties, whatever. But now, we all know what, what that means. And you walk, come on, why would you do that to that movement? Like, to me, that hurts the movement because you're exaggerating the point. Like, okay, I get it. You can dress Sexy, yeah, sure, you can dress sexy. You should not have to be saying, oh, you deserved or you were looking for it. Nah, you were just, you was either feeling yourself, you was about to sexy. But to go all the way to the point, like, and yeah, I'm going to be topless, I think that's a bit much. But that's also, I think the point of that is, and I'm trying to come from it from like a middle, like, because I have tits, obviously. (laughs) I'm also trying to come from like a, I was born and grew up mostly in a misogynistic way. So I'm trying to like get into the brain scope or whatever of people. I think it's basically a point to say I should be able to wear what I want, when I want, where I want and not have to be threatened. Like I shouldn't have to worry about giving you a boner and you getting the whole, like just the whole defense on your side, just because you couldn't control that boner. I should be able to like, just like you should be able to walk around wearing gym pants or sweats where we all see your dick and we can see the outline of it and we know whether or not you're hard or not. And like, we don't go and try to like jump on it. That's because we won't mind. That's the difference. (laughs) And we can stop you. So my thing with that, what you said is true in a perfect world. The problem is this world is not meant to be perfect. So it's almost that's fantasy talk. That is like, Sure, you should be able to do that, that, and the other. You should in the perfect world. However, the way men's brains work and women's brain work is not perfect to that point. Men sexualize women. We are attracted to you, period. They ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about it. We're attracted to you in all of your features, whether that be your lips, your legs, your butt, your breasts, whatever. We like it, okay? Now, men are already good men already have a hard enough time was attract a beautiful woman walking by, not turning around and checking her out or wanting to go up and talk to her. 
Imagine a weak man, a man with no morals, no values, and with no cares. Because when I'm speaking, I'm not trying to protect you from men like me or my homeboys. I'm trying to protect you from dudes that are lesser than men, mm. the people that would actually rape you. Because real men don't rape. That ain't shit we do. It's not about, oh, you shouldn't have to do this around men and this and the other. Like, yeah, if you was around me and my homeboys, you wouldn't have to worry about none of that. We'd be looking, but we ain't about to go and touch and trying to force the issue. But when I know it's those type of men out there and all they need, first of all, they were men, those type of men are doing that with small stimulus, with your clothes normal. You ain't even got to be dressed sexy. If you just normal, they're, they're hypersexualize you, let alone if you're actually dressed super sexy. It's that much easier. And that much harder for them to break out of it and be like, nah, you know, I'm just going to keep walking. So I'm on women's side when it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have to worry. I agree, you shouldn't. But that's just not the way some of these people are. You know, their brains don't work that way. It's just weird. I get that. Yeah, it is weird. (laughs) I get that, though. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things. And I don't know, people, I think, very backwards in a lot of ways with, with stuff. and. Even you have people that's on the verge that cross over because all they need is a group of people saying, nah, it's okay, it's cool. Like frat boys. Oh, she wanted it, bro. Oh, she wants it. Oh, she's easy. She's this off. They say, no, it's not true. This, it only takes a little bit. And yeah. it just takes that, that peer pressure to make a man that was already on the verge to fully cross over to weak. And the same with, with women, but theirs is on, it's different stuff. They have their own struggles. I would, I can only presume, but I'm sure you would know way better than I do of things that women do that they should not do, but they do anyway, because they're either given into peer pressure or they're just weak. They given into that, that weak son. And I feel everybody has that, has a weakness in them, but with time and experience, you grow strong and you, that weakness leaves. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what you said is perfect. In a perfect world, it would be not this way, but it is. So that's how it should be or not should be, but that's how it is realistically. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And for the listeners, this is going to happen later, but this is kind of like to the point as far as how twisted things are in the world and how things are backwards. We're going to be discussing, I believe it's called The Handmaid Tales later. I've only done, got to like two or three episodes. However, if anybody's hasn't watched it, maybe go and check out a clip notes or some weird shit. I don't know. Go on YouTube and just type it in. It'll probably tell you what it's about. But basically, from what I gather so far, there's fertility problem to where women can't have not a lot of women can't have babies and some can. Right. In a totalitarian, totalitarian society. <laughs> right. I honestly don't know what kind of society it is because. When I first heard about it and I read it, read the description about, oh, women getting raped and this and the other, off the bat, I was like, the men are the, the villain. And then I shied away from that when I started watching it because I was thinking, okay, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm on episode three. Relax. <laughs> I'm on episode four. <laughs> oh, well, look. Okay, so this is why I thought that way. So for one, the first sex scene, when the dude is like doing the chick 
and the handmaid girl and the wife is on the bed like sitting down the chick's head is like between the wife legs and i don't know threesome tip you know what i mean like she just right there and with fully clothes and he, he's just like humping but he's not doing it in any type of way that looks like he's enjoying it in any kind of way none of it looks enjoyable to anybody i mean first of all you're doing a chick in front of your wife I mean, come on. And your wife is infertile. And this is, and you're doing this supposedly in order to fertilize this woman to bring more people about because apparently there's not enough reproduction. And I'm guessing this is happening because they're trying to make sure that we all survive in the long run. So I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if this guy is looking at it like duty because he don't look like he's enjoying it. Like I get that it is a villainous act and it is, rape technically it is rape but it looks like they brainwashed the chick i don't know how much brainwashing goes to the man because you have to be brainwashed to some degree to do that and not have an issue with it you to some extent somebody has to be telling you hey man it's cool and then they throw in that religious stuff they started putting making it to where and we even talked about this uh, when we talked about religion they start quoting scriptures and like saying how it's okay. It's straight. Like you guys are blessed that you can actually give birth and help humanity. And there was a scene in there that I really, really liked. So when they were trying to punish one of the girls and they said, now say the scripture. And she said the scripture, the part that they wanted her to. And then the lady smiled like, good job. But then she finished it. And when she finished it, it basically let them know that what you're doing is wrong. And you shouldn't be doing it to us, basically, at the end of the day. And you're going to get what's coming to you. And it's one of those examples of they use the Bible only to a certain extent to where it benefits them. And they don't tell the whole story. So it, it looks bad. But if you actually read the whole story or read the whole doggone scripture, then things are a lot more clear. And you realize you're not supposed to be getting put through what you're getting put through or dealing with whatever. Anyway, I say, oh, let's say this. I found it very weird that the women that are fertile and can give birth are treated lesser than the women that can't give birth. I thought, shouldn't the women that can actually give birth and be and are fertile be on the hierarchy? And the ones that can't are looked at as less than because technically in that type of world, they are less than. And so when I. That's a good point. Yeah, I was like tripping out. And like, how are you guys going to treat them like that? Like, that makes no sense because if you beat and kill them because they don't want to deal with the bullshit, well, guess what? Extinction. That's it. And that's all. And so the only thing that made sense to me, because this is what I mean by uh, backwards and how people think, I said, there has to be an infertile woman that's on the top. That's the only explanation I can think of. You know women more than I do. And I know for a damn fact that they can be very, very bitter. They can, uh, what's the freaking word I'm looking for? Uh, resentful and all that shit. Vindictive? Yeah, and vindictive. Like, that was the only explanation I can give. I can think of, like, why the hell would they treat those women like that and treat them like shit? Like, that makes no sense. And I'm like, the only thing to me in my head that makes sense is there has to be some woman at the top that's infertile. And she'd start making like a lot of these rules. I don't freaking know. I, like I said, I'm only three episodes hmm. deep, but it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm only four episodes deep. So I'm like right in front of you, but still not very 
I don't have any answers above that. Anyone that's listening to this that has already seen it, like obviously don't ruin it for us, but we're way late to the party. <laughs> but we're probably going to bring yeah, this up yeah. a lot on our podcast because, wow, it's a show that I wish I would have gotten into as soon as it came out. Yeah, because we're going to be doing reviews on it late, obviously. And uh, <laughs> we're going to have to pick up a new show that's just popping so we can be current. I guess I should ask, I'll just ask one question right now um, that pertains to that show. And that is the what if factor. What if that happened? How would you, when would you have gotten out? From what I've seen so far is that this is, things that were progressing over the course of like seven or 10 years. And then all of a sudden, women are not allowed. The time basically went backwards. Women were not allowed to own property. They weren't allowed to work anymore. They weren't allowed to do all types of shit. And then all of a sudden, if you were fertile, you pretty much got kidnapped and became a, a handmaid or whatever. And that particular character, she already had a kid and a husband. But it was like it didn't matter. Yeah, here's what scares me is the whole basis of the show is based on quote unquote traditional values, which is like homemade bread, right? Which is like they bring uh-huh. up in the first episode. They like the homemade bread, like the old times. They say things like praise be. Yes. They speak about people that have like, I mean, just like a modern time. This is my, I can't think of the word right now, but they speak about the rebels, which are the people that are like not based on the traditional values they speak about an eye which is like people just spying on each other right it scares me because the way we saw and this is coming from someone who's not republican and not democratic but someone who's in the middle i've taken so many tests and surveys and tried to get like an answer specifically to me so many times but i keep falling at 50 50 Coming from me, like this is coming from someone that if Trump were to win again, I feared that this kind of life would happen for everyone, especially girls, because people wanted to get back to the traditions. Like, that's what scared me. Like the whole like the evangelical. I'm very much pro positive tradition. I feel that a lot of good traditions have vanished and um, are looked at as old fashioned. So it's kind of like, yeah, nah, we don't want to go back to that time because it just, it looks like, oh, we're going backwards. Some things I just don't think should have ever left. The extreme crap, what they've gone through, like women's rights should never be taken away, period. Oh, woman should be able to do the exact same thing as a man, period. Thank you. I don't really <laughs> see a world to where even men would, be, the majority of men would be like, Nah, take their shit back. Like, no more voting for them. They're screwing stuff up. And nah, I don't want them working. It's like, at this time, day and age, it's like, first of all, it's, especially in Cali, it's way too hard to make it on your own. So <laughs> it's not going to be, yo, I got a wife and three kids and I'm the only person working. Yeah, right. Those times are long gone. Unless you're just, you're on your ish and whatever, you're up there. But that is not the majority of the populace. It's just not. So. Just off GP is not happening. And I don't think men would allow that. 
I definitely would be fine along with y'all. I wouldn't be doing that, especially if I had a daughter. Forget about it. Oh, hell no. It's just not happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trump, <laughs> Trump definitely seemed different, <laughs> but I wouldn't think that he was going to go that extreme. I don't think he would have. I think his followers would have. I think just like everything else, when it comes misrepresentation, that the followers that they showed were a lot of extremes. Like the ones at the Capitol, the insurgents or whatever that was called. Insurrection. Man, whoever the hell those freaking idiots are. I have a problem with that. As an American, and I don't say that a lot. I don't <laughs> always because it's I'm not the type of like as an American, so you know, and I'm American. <laughs> I don't I don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't either, so I get it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. That was offensive. Yes. All right. Thank you. I was offended that they did that. And I was embarrassed. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why I was embarrassed. The rest of the countries around the world is looking at us. Okay. Um, they're looking and they're seeing this shit. And it's it's a circus. Our political stance, what's going on? It's going on right now. It's a circus. And this was my thought, Casey. This is my thing. And this is what's cold. And I don't think a lot of people, enough people thought about this. That was the most perfect, perfect opportunity for any random terrorist to be able to blow up our capital. <gasps> the most. That's what I thought. Oh, my God. The whole time I was watching at work, I was just like, if I was a terrorist, I would fly a plane into that right now. Easy. Oh, my God. Easy, but that's my point. You didn't even need to do that. You didn't even have to go that extreme to plane. You know why? They let them walk in. There was cats in the courtrooms in there, wherever the heck they were with the gavels and all that. They were inside of the Capitol. They let them in. So all you have to do is blend. And all you have to do is have a couple of traitors. That's it. Yes. And let's not right. act like traitors don't exist over here. Well, like that one woman, she tried to sell that laptop to the Russians. Right. It just take money. It just take money. People do all That's types all of takes. things. All, and people will do every and anything for money. They will murder. They will rape. They will pillage. Especially if it's a sign of duty. That's how you freaking get people to do all these awful things. Yes. It can be a mixed kid that's half whatever that terrorist is. And he looked white or whoever, as long as they put on a Trump shirt, like, yeah, we with you. And they don't look too, you know what I'm saying, far on the other side. Makeup can fix that. They could have had their backpacks on. They weren't checking nobody like, oh, you got a backpack? Let me look in there. No, they just went in there. So they could have had a backpack on or whatever and literally blew up our capital. Yes, seriously. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're saying this because this is what I've been thinking. And what would our excuse have been? What would our excuse have been? None. 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 And everybody, and I keep seeing these these things on the internet. Oh, if that was Black Lives Matter and this, that, and the other, and people saying, oh, it's different. I'm like, first of all, my nigga, yeah, it is different. We didn't storm into our nation's capital. And pardon me, I'm not going to say we, because I wasn't out there in the first place doing any of the marches. But first of all, the calls were completely different causes. Two, we were throwing rocks and setting fires at Walmart and Rite Aid. Not at the nation's <laughs> capital. It is completely, right. completely different. And and let's not forget, the ones that was doing that were not even part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Everybody that did this shit was part 
whatever the hell Trump was trying to do, movement. What I heard was it was a rally and everybody from the rally when did that shit? No matter what side you're on, I mean, I just want to say like there's like a 10% on this side and a 10% on that side. And otherwise there's just like a in the middle, like we're just like, well, we're, we're walking along, whatever. I feel like the extremists have painted our culture, our country, everything is so poor. And it's just going to open like these normal little cities and boundaries for huge terrorist attacks. It's so scary. Well, I agree. It's going to open up the doors. And this, this is what I said. And I know probably nobody's going to agree with me on this. And that's fine. That is fine. Nobody got to agree with me. People that say not as stupid. You're crazy. You're going backwards. I don't give a damn. I think Americans have too much freedom. Point blank, period. I don't like the fact that you're free to do and say whatever the freak you want and have no consequences. I feel that is why we are the way we are now. I don't care that it's like, oh, but it's the right thing to do. If everybody is responsible, you see, I can have that same argument about children and say, hey, you shouldn't let the kids grow and develop or whatever on their own. Don't give them rules and blah, blah, blah. You got to stop and think like, well, yeah, that's good for some kids, but not all of them. All kids are not cannot be well-behaved and make the right decisions and not do this, that, and the other. And there's a lot more that will take advantage of that freedom and do wrong. And I feel that that is society in general. People take advantage of that freedom. I enjoy the freedom. Like, look, let's not get me wrong. I enjoy all the freedom that this country has provided. However, I feel that there are too many people taking advantage of it. You say to, they are too loose with how they represent our country, with what they say, what they do, what they say, I don't have to because it's my right, when it's for the better, the greater good of the country. I don't like that. It kind of, it just makes me think of um, back, I don't really know how other certain other countries are, but I think it was either Switzerland or one of the other countries out there. I'm not sure. About which one, like which rule or which thought. Hey, guys and girls, girls and guys. So Chris got cut off, basically, is what I was here to say. He was in the middle of a thought. I was in the middle of a pee break. <laughs> and then our internet got wonky. Our uh, The weather made our Wi-Fi crazy. Anyways, we're going to turn this into a part one of two because the history of the earring is very interesting, much less educational, I guess. Educational entertaining enter i don't know what the word would be there anyways just letting you know that we were gonna re-record this the rest of this on wednesday sorry for the long segue and we will talk at you soon thank you for listening tell your friends rate us on itunes whatnot and we will have better content the more we have time to get better content it's a weird thing crazy right Anyways, love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye.